afternoon. This is Dr. Christine Sauer, your host of the show Healthy Alternatives here on 97.5 FM for its live stream on communityradio.ca every Thursday at 12 noon Atlantic Standard Time. Thanks for tuning in today. In this show, I will talk mostly with guests about all aspects of health, healthcare and wellness from conventional to alternative and everything in between. My mission is to change people's lives for the better by informing them about different options to get and stay healthy and well so they can choose for themselves with options might work in their case. And if you feel you're stuck, stuck in a dark place, I want to tell you there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Today I am with Dr. Glenn Gilderson my personal chiropractor and the owner of Back to Health Chiropractic in Sackville Drive. Welcome to my show. Hello, Christine. Thanks for having me here. Let me briefly share my own experiences with chiropractic. Of course. When I came to Canada 20 years ago, I was very sick. My back was really bad. So I heard of the great chiropractors in Canada. And my doctor recommended a chiropractor. I went to him. I won't mention any names. I could hardly walk out after the treatment. So I said, hmm, maybe that's not the right thing for me. I was very disappointed. A year later, I tried another chiropractor. Won't mention any names. Uh, this time I could walk out, but it, it didn't get better and I didn't see the, the way. So what happened? I went to the pain clinic. I got epidural steroids for 10 years got osteoporosis from that and decided that's not the way to go. Right. I got recommended to your office and it was 2012. At this point, Dr. Jessica Boudelier was working for you. Palletier. Yes. Sorry, okay. Dr. Jessica. She's now in Fall River, great chiropractic lady. Yeah. And she started me on the way of chiropractic. She was gentle, sent me for x-rays was very careful not to aggravate it and it slowly and regularly with chiropractic got better. When she left for Fall River I came to you and I'm since with you and I must say I come every two weeks now and my back is good. Mm -hmm. So I personally can recommend chiropractic for back pain but you have to find a good one or the right one for your that's a better way to put it. Yeah, the right yeah. one for you. So let me ask you a question. How did sure. you decide to become a chiropractor? Oh, my own experience was, uh, well, it started when I was quite young. I can mm -hmm. remember my father throwing out his back and uh, or slipping a disc. I remember something vague like that. It was described to me um, that, you know, he couldn't go to work, couldn't walk. So he went to his family doctor and was prescribed aspirin and bed rest, which was a very common recommendation in the 1970s. And it didn't work, so um, he went back to his doctor and said, what can I do? And the doctor said, just go back, more Advil, or not Advil, not in those days, aspirin and bed rest. Still didn't work. And he had friends, coworkers who were getting better, who had the same kind of problems by seeing a chiropractor. We lived in the South Shore. We lived in Liverpool. So he drove to Bridgewater, saw a chiropractor there, and got better. That was my first experience. But I was a very young boy at the time. How old were you then? I was... Hmm probably seven, six or seven years old, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, 
Then much, much later, living here and uh, growing up in Beaverbank, uh, my practice is in Lower Sackville, so it's a, I haven't moved that far away really, but uh, my mother was having frozen shoulder problems. So I was 18 now, and uh, she was seeing a chiropractor in Sackville, and I was saying, uh, this is great, Mom, it worked, um, but question, why are you still seeing the chiropractor? You don't hurt anymore. So why do you still go once a month? Good question. And uh, mom was saying, because it's not just my shoulder that feels better. It's everything. You know, I don't feel hunched over. My breathing's better. Other joints don't ache. And my curling game has gone way up. I'm so much better at that now, too. So she was finding it for athletic performance enhancement as well. So I went in with a skeptic's mind. I went there and uh, met the chiropractor. I still know the guy. He's a good friend of mine now. We're, we're colleagues, of course. And... Um, and uh, he opened my mind to it because he showed me that he wasn't just helping her with a certain symptom. He was helping her whole nervous system work in the way it was designed to. Better communication from the brain to the body, through all the muscles, through the nerves. And uh, my mother has never stopped seeing a chiropractor. I'm now her chiropractor, as are uh, some of my, I have two colleagues who work with me. And uh, they've also been helping my mother stay in great alignment all these years. And she's still in her 70s now. And she still plays curling several times a week. She lawn bowls all, all summer long. She's in excellent health. And that is when I start seeing a chiropractor as well. So I've been, not only did I become a chiropractor, I also at that moment became a chiropractic patient too. So that was, uh, my mother was a big influence that way too. Wow, that is, that is an amazing story. Uh, I would like to know a little bit. Many people don't know really what a chiropractor has to do to become a chiropractor. Oh, they think, oh, well, all they do is crack the joints. Uh -huh. But that's not really what a chiropractor does. Not really at all. So tell me no. a little bit about what you had to do to become a chiropractor. And we also don't get our diploma in a crackerjack box either. No. <laughs> that's a good no, one. That's a, <laughs> uh, so to become a chiropractor, I, I was halfway there by the time um, I started seeing a chiropractor because I already thought I wanted to be either a medical doctor or a dentist until the eye-opening experience was, you know, this uh -huh. is the right uh -huh. career path for me is to become a chiropractor. So I went to Dalhousie for six years. I got my bachelor's degree with an undergrad advanced major in biology. And then after that, I went to Toronto. That's where the chiropractic school is. And uh, that's another four years on top of that. So for myself, it was 10 years of university wow. and graduate level study. So you have a hefty science background oh extremely yes it's the same exact level of training you would need to get to become a, a medical a gp or a dentist or an optometrist for that matter so is that every chiropractor has to have that yes every wow. chiropractor has to have that and even from other countries um let's see in i remember my school there's uh exchange student from japan chiropractic is his Is, is popular too. Mm -hmm. uh, there are chiropractic schools in Australia, New Zealand. Uh, there's chiropractic schools in Europe, in England. In Canada, there are only two, one English-speaking in Toronto and one French-speaking in Quebec. And in the United States where chiropractic started, there are at least a dozen or more chiropractic schools, yeah, including the first one, uh, the one in Davenport, Iowa. That was It's still there today, and it was uh, founded by the first chiropractor. Yeah. Dr. Daniel David Palmer in 1895. Yeah, I've heard of him. That was one thing when I joined your practice. I got a little book about chiropractic and the history. Oh, that was so interesting. Good, good. You learned a little bit about the background, right? I sure did. Yeah. So maybe tell our viewers a little bit about the history of chiropractic. Oh, sure. Many people don't know that it's really an old science. Yeah, and even older than 1895, you know, there's... Um, 
who was the most famous Greek physician, Hippocrates, you know, who invented the Hippocratic Oath. He also is very famous for the quote, look to the spine for the cause of disease. He believed, and the gut. And the gut. <laughs> yes. You, pro- you will probably mention that in one of your yes. future episodes, yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. The gut micro- microbiome, right? Exactly. Yes. So, um, so what was at the time, the 1800s, uh, Daniel David Palmer, or D.D. Palmer, as he was called, he was um, professionally trained as an osteopath at the time, and he was also using magnets to try to help people heal, and he was disappointed with the progress he was receiving with his patients. And looking at anatomy textbooks, he was starting to realize that it's not just the blood that is about healing, it is the nervous system. So he, uh, the story is, this is the legend, how it goes, is that he called out to his janitor, um, hey, Harvey, Harvey Lillard was his name, could you lay on this table? I'm going to try something on you. And his janitor <laughs> gladly volunteered, I suppose. Uh, his janitor was deaf since he was kicked by a horse at the age of four years old. So legend has it that when Dee Dee Palmer uh, checked his spine and corrected its alignment, Harvey could get off the table and in here again. Wow. And that's how chiropractic started. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Yes. His son, B.J. Palmer, then is the one who is responsible for expanding the knowledge of chiropractic. Yeah. And he actually opened his own radio station. Wow. Yeah, in the chiropractic school to not only just promote chiropractic, but also just to spread the word about natural health. So that's how the whole thing started when medicine was still, the conventional medicine was still in its baby shoes. Oh, absolutely. There was a lot, but the modern science was in its baby shoes and Charles Darwin was just with the evolution and uh, Freud in Sigmund Freud in Germany Mm. was just working in and so it was very and mesmer the mesmerizing so that's quite interesting quite a time in history isn't it i mean in those days medicine was still using cocaine as a i know as a A local anesthetic for the eyes yeah Mm. very interesting how they used it and uh, all kinds of stuff that nowadays heroin for pain and everything That history of medicine is very interesting. I hope I can talk about that sometime. Now, tell me a little bit more of what differentiates a chiropractor from a conventional doctor and an osteopath. Oh, okay. Um, Let's see. A chiropractor. Hmm. So (laughs) our expertise is, of course, um, checking the spine. Okay. We can identify joints in the spine that have restricted movement or poor alignment. Uh, this is important to identify because if this is the case, the nervous system doesn't work as well as it was designed to. Signals from your brain can't properly transmit. You have nociception stimulation, which then leads to the perception of pain. So if you can improve the movement and alignment of the joints of the spine, it takes the irritation off the nerves um, and facet joint inflammation decreases. You have pain relief, but you also have other improvements as well because you can literally measure someone's blood pressure before and after. You can measure their heart rate, you can measure their, um, their breathing. Many things, many organs improve as well when you have a healthier functioning nervous system. Osteopathy, they try to, to go more directly to the organs themselves. So they may try to help someone's uh, liver, not by working on the nerves that go to liver, but actually by palpating the liver itself and improving its function by working on the fascia around the liver. Oh, wow. So they work with the fascia. That's, I didn't know that. Right. And then whereas a chiropractor, where we are the experts of the, the spine, you know, from C1 to, to, to L5 and the SI joints, um, they like to work on the bones of the cranium and the bones of the sacrum, like the actual fuse bones and the fuse bones of the skull. They work with the, the um, well, they're not completely fused. They work with those, what do they call it? You know, the sutures. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially uh, my wife, uh, she works, she's an osteopath, and her favorite aspect of osteopathy is what's called cranial sacral therapy. And that's what I'm referring to when I'm describing the cranium and the sacrum. Okay. Right. So that's very interesting. And this, with that, we'll stop the first half of the episode and uh, of today's podcast on 97.5 COE FM Community Radio. And uh, please tune in after the commercial break for more with Dr. Glenn Gilderson. Thank you. Welcome back to Healthy Alternatives here on 97.5 CIOEFM or on the web at communityradio.ca. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer, and today I'm here with Dr. Glenn Gilderson, the owner of Back to Health Chiropractic in Sackville. In the first half, we talked about why you became a chiropractor what a chiropractor does, and what education they have to have, and a little bit about the history that is really interesting. In the second half, I'd like to talk a little bit more about the details of who chiropractic care benefits the most. Are there certain diseases or problems, or who should come and see a chiropractor? Okay, that's a great question. So um, some of the things that we're most well-known for are, um, I guess you could divide the body into two halves. We're known for neck pain, shoulder pain, and headaches. Then we're also known for back pain, hip pain, and sciatica. So to start with the, uh, the first half of the body, the neck pain, shoulder pain, and headaches, these are suffered by many people. Our techniques are safe, gentle, extremely effective as well. And there are different ways that we can help somebody with these conditions. Mm. Yeah. So, for instance... Um, well, often neck, neck pain, shoulder pain, and headaches come from the same areas, from the neck, from the cervical spine. Now, as a chiropractor, I'm trained to very safely do methods that adjust the joints of the spine if they need it. So if we find a restricted joint, the benefit to having moved properly again are that the nerves work better. Or uh, a joint that is not lined up properly, to get it lined up better, the nerves become healthier then. This may lead to patients not having headaches anymore ever again. I, I have a patient who had migraines three times a week since she was 16 years old and she saw me when she was in her 40s and i've been seeing her her headaches her migraines stopped the moment i started adjusting her 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 neck and she's never had another migraine in her life wow that yeah. is amazing and, and i I've can known share her for eight one years thing. now yes. i had since 1984 i continually had neck pain yes. every now and then since i come to you Nothing. Nothing, yes. So it, it really works, and I had many, many neck adjustments, and they always help. Yes, and there are many different ways that I am trained to help someone's neck. For yeah. instance, you prefer the manual method. That means done by hand, the traditional method that's usually associated with chiropractic. But a lot of people don't realize that chiropractors are also trained to use me- other methods. For instance, my table has drop mechanisms that can be used to gently shift the joints of the spine, whether it's the pelvis, the back, or the neck. 
And we also, well, myself, I'm trained, and many other chiropractors are as well, to use what's called an activator. An activator, you've seen that. I call it the clicker. The you clicker. use it when something is stuck. <laughs> yes, that's right, the clicker. So the clicker is known as the activator, and it's been around since, I believe, 1953. And uh, I've been trained to use it. And that's a nice method to use with somebody who maybe is uncomfortable having their spine adjusted by hand, because all it does is it provides a gentle little click, it's a very gentle little tap in just the right direction. I also am trained to use the Pro Adjuster, which is that one that taps repeatedly. Yes, that one you can also use for any part of the spine. So I hope you're getting the idea. There are many different ways to, to adjust someone's spine. It depends on each person's individual body and their preferences. So if somebody's not comfortable with one method, there's always another way to do it. So what do you do when somebody is afraid to go to the chiropractor? They think maybe it hurts or... The best thing is to... The best thing is when they can see somebody else who's been and learns from them that it doesn't hurt, that it feels lovely and nice to get a chiropractic adjustment. Uh, that's why most people who see me seem because someone else told them to see me. True. Word of mouth, right? Um, it would be nice if more medical doctors referred, um, but uh, not every medical doctor learns a lot about what chiropractors do in med school. Yeah, I hope a so. few may listen to this Maybe. show. It would be nice because... It really complements the yes. medical system. And when you were saying at the, the first half, when you were mentioning uh, alternative medicine, I don't really see chiropractic as an alternative to, to medicine. I see it as a complement. Yeah. I see that if there were no chiropractors, it would be a, a gaping hole in the healthcare system where people could not be helped in the way we help them. Um, at our office, we also offer uh, acupuncture, done by an acupuncturist trained in traditional Chinese medicine acupuncture, which is impressive because it's a 2,000-hour course. Um, And then we have an osteopath, and you've met her, of course. It's my wife, Monique. Monique yeah. Yes, and we also have um, three massage therapists and two yeah. other chiropractors as well. Yeah. We're all part of the big team. And many health conditions that people are always going to the hospital for or to their doctor's offices for could be helped if um, complementary health therapies were used more. I, yeah. I completely agree. Uh, I just shared my story that I went 10 years to the pain clinic. Yeah. I got all those interventions. I don't know what they cost, but I figured a whole lot of money. Yeah. Now I don't need them no more. So the health system is saving money right. by me paying you. <laughs> right. Which I do gladly because it helps. Yes. And, uh, but I feel many people can't afford it, and it is a shame because they could be helped too. Well, 80% of Nova Scotians have private health insurance. Oh, yes. Yes, that means mm -hmm. they have their own Blue Cross, Sun Life, Great West Life. But only 10% of Nova Scotians actually see a chiropractor. The reason why insurance companies pay for chiropractic services is because they know the people who are using that coverage are actually getting more health benefits. Yeah. Um, some great statistics are people who see a chiropractor for regular checkup preventatively will have on average 300% less flare-ups. Oh, yes. Yeah. I know that myself. and. You probably heard many, many stories, and you have a little binder in your office where everybody can read those stories. Oh, the testimonial binder? I love yes. that. Yeah, it's cute. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, the other part. I didn't get to the low back, uh, hip yes. pain, and uh, sciatica. That. Sure. Yes. Um, first of all, a lot of people will say that, will call our office saying they like to have help with hip pain. Mm -hmm. More often, though, it's not hip It's more often SI joint. And you, mm -hmm. of course, your anatomy, your medical background, know what that is. Sacroiliacal joint. That's right. The sacroiliac joint is where the sacrum and ilium connect together. That's where the end of your spine connects to your pelvis. 
And that's just below your belt line, and there's one left and one on the right. So if that's the place that hurts, it's not your hip, it's your SI joint. And the whole body weight really rests on those two joints. Oh, yes. And they were designed for walking. And most people have to spend too much time sitting, like we we're doing right now, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. not enough time walking. Unfortunately, those joints love to be walked. They, they love going for a walk. So and I always <laughs> say you have to move your body throughout the day. And if you can't, if you spend your whole day sitting at a desk, then it's nice if a chiropractor can move it for you. Right? True. Right? Very true. That helps the nerves. If those nerves mm -hmm. are too irritated, not only do you have pain in around the SI joints, but then it starts to spread further, you know, into the leg, down to the thigh, and then you've got sciatica, either from the SI joints or from discs in the lower lumbar spine, the lower back. So have you seen cases where people were scheduled for back surgery and could avoid it? Oh, Yes, and I've actually had I have had patients asked to be taken off the list, which is exciting. Yes. Yeah, um, off the list for hip replacement, off the list for disc surgeries. Yes. Wow, that yeah. is amazing. So, what do you yourself and your family do to stay healthy? Oh, okay, great question. Uh, let's see. I I do get regular adjustments. I've I've gone once a month, but I do prefer twice a month. I find I spend all my day bending over people to line up their spine, and at the end of two weeks, I'm ready for a tune-up. I don't hurt. I just know that if I wait a long time, why bother wait till it hurts? I'll get mm. it preventatively, right? I like to get a massage every couple months. I love getting acupuncture, and I do also get osteopathy. Everything I offer to my patients are things that I use myself. Certainly, certainly. And I heard you talk to other clients about nutrition. Oh, so yes. you talk about that too, which I think is very exciting because that is a, a big part of what I do. Yes. And we talked many times about uh, nutrition ourselves. And I like that you also educate people about that aspect of healthcare, which is so important. Oh, yes. I'd love to tell you know what I do uh, supplement-wise, for instance. Yes. Yeah. Well, I do take omega-3 oil every day mm -hmm. and I take vitamin D every day. And I take probiotics every day. Mm -hmm. These three things, I wouldn't go without. There are things you can't get easily in your diet. I uh, agree. The omega-3 from fish, if you ate enough omega-3 uh, fish, you'd have too much mercury. Uh, vitamin D from the sun, if you get enough vitamin D from the sun, you get skin cancer. What's the third one? Probiotics. Uh, if you grew your own food and had you know, healthy manure spread on it, yeah, maybe. And if you made your own kefir and your own sauerkraut and your own, you know, all these fermented products, yes. you could probably get it from your diet. But yeah. for convenience sake, I do take a probiotic mm -hmm. supplement. Wonderful, and I know you sell a few of the good ones, the better ones in yes. your office. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, I, uh, I know that you eat healthy. You get uh, pastured eggs from somebody that yes. has backyard chickens. That's right, from you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. Yes, which reminds me, I, I ran out this morning. So. <laughs> and you're not in until tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. So I've got nothing for breakfast tomorrow morning. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to eat some department store eggs for one morning, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Get free run eggs. Uh, the second best. Pastured is even better, but free run is second true, best. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the, what, what, what else do you like to eat? Uh, let's see. I like to try to eat a... Uh, Oh, good. Oh, yeah, I like to eat a diet that doesn't have too much uh, uh, starchy foods in it, for instance. You know, if I'm thinking I might eat some bread, I'll just have some vegetables instead. I try to increase my vegetables that way. Um, what else? Mm, vegetables. You told me fruits. once that you tried a ketogenic diet, but you can't do it because you lose too much weight on yeah, it. Yeah, I wanted to experiment with ketogenic diets yes. to see just how powerful it could be as a weight mm -hmm. loss tool. And I felt 
great. I had lots of energy, but I was losing weight really fast. So I had to stop. I had to reintroduce a lot more carbohydrates. So I do eat my organic oats again, and I'll have some. Um, actually, I love Kamut pasta. Mm-hmm. Every t- it's made in Canada too. It's yeah. great. I make my own bread out of red fivey grains. Ah. Organic, non GMO. Right. Amazing bread. I have to bring you some to try. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> No, for people that are not wheat sensitive, I think that is an alternative. Yeah. But there's lots of allergies going on, and I think chiropractic might even help them with allergies, does well, it? I, I think if you're wheat sensitive, even if you're not wheat sensitive, mm. I think there's just too much wheat and dairy in everybody's diet. Mostly, yeah. And we could yeah. go a day or two without both those products and still yeah. be really I, extra healthy, I think. I agree. It depends very much on the dairy. That's one of my favorite words, is Depends. <laughs> because the bef- organic some, dairy yeah. from a grass-fed cow, right. especially if you get it raw, would be nice. It's not legal in Nova not Scotia. Not in this country, but you know, you can get raw cheese. Yeah, you can get raw cheese. Yeah. You can get real cheese, not the cheese whiz that I always go after. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say in one of the shows, when it doesn't rot on the countertop, it's not real food. <laughs> Right, <laughs> and not even alive. in the fridge. And cheese whiz you can keep forever. It's uh, pure plastics. Yes, and uh, I think that's a nice thought to finish. That chiropractors help mm-hmm. you with your spine, your nerves, your pain, your nutrition, your nutrition and general exercise health. recommendations, yes. stretching, lots Excellent. of good healthy advice. So everybody should have their own favorite chiropractor i'm happy i do and this brings me to the end of today's show please don't hesitate to contact me with any questions thoughts comments or suggestions or if you'd like to contact dr glenn my email here is christine c-h-r-i-s-t-i-n-e at communityradio.ca and i'm always grateful for feedback I also wanted to extend a special thank you to today's producer, Juan Goyash. Thank you. And you might not know this, but this is a volunteer-run non-profit radio station. And we even have an art gallery. If you're local and you'd like to drop in, we are at 11 Glendale Avenue, Lower Sackville, Nova Scotia. Thanks, Dr. Glenn, for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you all for listening to Healthy Alternatives. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer. Tune in next Thursday at noon at 97.5 CIOEFM Community Radio with live stream on communityradio.ca for the next episode. Goodbye and have a great day.